Beyond Sin 359. You're listening to Beyond Synth Radio. And so am I, because it's awesome. Coming up, Andy talks to awesome artists about the games they love the most. My favorite game is next. Here we go! from your grave. Sing along with me. It's a Scooby Dooby Dooby Scooby Dooby Melody. <laughs> Welcome to Scatman's World. Yeah, yeah. I'm the Scatman. Anyway, listen, that uh, wasn't the intro for the show. This is I'm Andy Last, and this is my favorite game. This is where I talk to a former guest from Beyond Synth, and we try, and I stress try, uh, to focus on one of my guest's favorite video games. And of course, that was uh, Arcade High with a theme song that I uh, butchered by peppering sound effects all over it. And uh, yeah, so let's get started. I am joined today by talented music man... Man. Oh shit! Oh wait, damn it! <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> back from the grave, the Scat Man is back. Oh, that joke, you know, worked out in my head, but then I, I did it. I took the chance. Didn't. Well, didn't you know, really... what, what people don't understand is that you and I just talked for two hours before we hit record. I'm like, we scheduled this thing, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna record for like half an hour. And then uh, we, we had a little catch-up, so that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah, my name's Jesse. I'm Street Cleaner. And how's life in the Street Cleaner universe? Things are good. Things are awesome. Things are working out. I'm staying busy at all times. Got a lot of irons in the fire. I don't, have I talked to you since you even made the first Street Cleaner game? No, no. Did we ever do like an update or anything? No. I know that, that I think the last time I was on, I was about to go on tour with Protector 101. So I think that would be 2019. Really? It's okay. Been, it's been a while. Well, then let's talk about uh, Street Cleaner, the video game, right? Because you made a, a throwback NES brawler and you got it released on the Switch, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the goal from the get-go was uh, to make a Nintendo Switch game. The game itself is a, a love letter to the Nintendo in a much more authentic way than most, you know, throwback games are. So we couldn't quite sell the game to Nintendo to pitch it to Nintendo without anything to show. So we had to make the game and then we had to send the sweet little love letter to Nintendo and be like, Hey, look at this game we made. Wouldn't it look great on your Switch? <laughs> Did you write that letter? Nope. <laughs> Now, that was Brooks. He's my partner over at Creaky Lantern Games. Creaky Lantern Games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We chose that name for the SEO, pretty much. <laughs> ah, sneaky boy. I wish I was good at fucking SEO. That's not one of my skills. No, SEO sucks, man. I named my project Street Cleaner, so I mean, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> I suck at it. You know, I learned from my mistakes. 
I like I now have a much bigger, deeper respect for acts that like have misspelled things on purpose, you know, like, oh, I get it. Okay. But they also like, you know, can't be mad when, you know, someone making a flyer spells their name correctly. Yes. That's another thing too. I remember talking to somebody where they said the secret was you have to have a band name that's like more than three words. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because then like it it becomes more specific, right? The one that I fight with is people want to call me um, Street Sweeper a lot. And people also... (laughs) No, it's it's hilarious. Like last year I went on this big old tour, you know, with uh, uh, Watch Out for Snakes and stuff. And we, we, you know, and one of the venues we got to, like it was pretty cool because they had like the marquee all set up. Somebody took the time to go out there and spell all the acts out on this big marquee. But they straight up just put Street Sweeper. And I was like, well, you know... I'm not going to send this picture to mom. You know, another one they uh, over. Oh, what was it? Uh, the knitting factory. They called me street car for some reason. <laughs> street car. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I just wanted to yell Stella the whole time while I was on stage. <laughs> Stella. Well, look, uh, we got to uh, get this show on the road here and talk about your favorite game after we listen to some music. So I have a playlist today of a few cool tracks, and we're also going to listen to some Street Cleaner as well. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So first, I got a cool track from an artist called Macrowave uh, from the album Ultimatum. And this is Dystopia.
And that was Dystopia by Macrowave from the album Ultimatum. That is a cool song, and uh, go check them out. And I'm here right now with Street Cleaner. And we are here, we're talking about my favorite game, but today we're talking about your favorite game, Jesse. So Thanks. What uh, what game do you want to talk about today? Woo! DuckTales. And we're talking about the NES version or the Game Boy one? Uh, NES version. I don't. I didn't play the Game Boy one, to tell you the truth. I'm probably missing out on that but uh yeah the nes version of ducktales is got gotta be my favorite game really shaped who i am you know i want to swim in money now and jump around on a cane so let's take the audience back here all right we're in the year 1989 jesse's got a nintendo did you have a nintendo or was it your friend's nintendo or what i was it was my nintendo sure Ooh, rich I, boy I, I i don't know i don't know whose <laughs> it was but it, it entered my house and it stayed there mm. i think possession in my younger days was whoever used something the most it became theirs you know you leave jesse's nintendo Nintendo Mario machine alone. Now that I think about it, I think I played the Game Boy DuckTales. Really? More than I played the NES version. Because we had a Game Boy, and I think it's the same game, except the sprites... The characters are a little bigger on the screen. Everything's a little bigger because it's like the Game Boy screen. I think conceptually it's the same, but yes, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, uh, Ducktales was was really something different because I feel like it had had like this extra layer of mobility to it. So it, I, if I remember right, you know, and it was a long time ago, it was my cousin's game. And I don't think he liked it. So you play as Scrooge McDuck, right? And and you have to traverse like five different zones. And you can walk and you can hit things with your cane. And then you can jump. And if that's all you do, like the game's going to be really fucking hard. But if you hold down and attack, you can do like this cane pogo jump thing. That becomes OP. You're like fucking God mode at that point. And you could just smash anything in your way. You don't take damage from beneath. Like you could just fucking obliterate everything. And you haul ass too. So like the little segments where like the walkway is falling down and you have to race past it, you know, and that kind of thing. Like that's no sweat when you're pogoing. It's badass. And so I think it was one of the probably the first game I ever actually beat because everybody had Mario. How many people actually like beat Mario? At least, you know, I'm sure today everybody's going to claim like I did like, okay, yeah, sure. You did cool guy. But like (laughs) in real life, like how many people, how many people actually beat Mario? I never beat the first Mario game. Like I beat same here Mario three and two, but I never beat the first one because there's a point. I don't know if it's like world eight to be fair, I've never claimed to be good at games. So I love games, but there are so many games that I didn't beat. And to this day, I think the first video game I ever actually beat was Bonk's Adventure 2 on the Turbo Graphics. What? That was like, Are you serious? No, that's a that's a gnarly game, isn't it? That game's hard. It was no, it was doable. It was not Mega Man. Like I remember Mega Man, I was just like so frustrated contra like I just couldn't do it without doing the code. Yeah. So yeah, so I never beat Mario. Even to this day, I don't think I've beat it without the assistance of a save state or the rewind feature because like once you get to fucking world like eight three and like you gotta hop and it's like those where it's just like you you can only jump on one block and there's like a space and it goes into a pit and there's all these stupid like beetle bad guys it just gets really annoying yeah yeah it's like impossible i mean it's it's not impossible obviously but it's like at that point where like this is no longer fun it was fun up until now but yeah. this is not a fun game anymore. <laughs> i like 
I like the idea of this being a show about DuckTales and uh, we're <laughs> yeah. talk about Mario. Well, no, Mario. I'm just saying, like, that was the evolution because, like, for the most part with Nintendo, like, the inconvenient truth is usually the first-party games are the best games on all Nintendo platforms. Yes. You know what I mean? With the exception of a few here or there, you know, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's all about the Mario Karts and the F-Zeros and the Zeldas and the Metroids and, and the Mar, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, but the NES is different in that there were way better developers for the NES than than Nintendo themselves. Obviously, like, Mario 3 is, like, the perfect game on that system. It, like, it, it just absolutely does everything that that system is absolutely capable of. But, like, dude, Sunsoft had fucking bangers, and Capcom had fucking bangers, like, that were just coming out. They were just mopping the floor with first-party Nintendo games, you know? Like, what, do you want to play Kid Icarus, or do you want to play Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, they're, like, honestly, dude, Jackie Chan all the way, because that game's fucking badass, but by far, I think the best game on that system is DuckTales, just because there's so much to it, it's non-linear in a way, uh, there's, like, backtracking involved, so you got kind of, I'm not gonna even say it's a Metroidvania, but it's got a little bit of that to it. If you know exactly where to go and exactly what to do in what order, you can beat that game real quick. And like, I remember back in when I first became a dad in 2009, I was a stay at home dad for like two years, right? So I started getting into some really weird hobbies that didn't cost any money. And one of them was speedrunning DuckTales. First, it was like, oh man, I can beat this game in 20 minutes, you know? And I was like, well, if I, I make, if I do this, I, I can get that time down to like, you know, 16 minutes. And then, you know, the, the speedrunning community wasn't really like as huge as it, as it is now. And so the speedrun at the time, a world record for DuckTales was 12 minutes. And I was like getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And then finally, like, I got this, you know, world record time, you know, and it was like, you know, 11 minutes. Let's say it was like three seconds shorter than the world record at the time. And like for for like a whole ass day, I was living on cloud nine. I was like, oh, I am the fucking DuckTales speedrun master. Like I'm fucking Lord God of DuckTales. I'm so badass. <laughs> you know, I submitted the video and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, OK, it's it's in the queue, but it's going to be a while. You know, and so I waited and waited and waited. And finally, I got the little little email saying that it's been that I've been taken out of the mix because by the time they went through and reviewed all the speed runs, it's now at nine minutes. I was never even fucking close. Like I wasn't even <laughs> remotely close. Like like people were doing just frame perfect stuff. The 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 RNG had to line up just perfectly with some of the bosses, that kind of stuff. Like it was just absolutely ridiculous, you know? Meanwhile, me, I was wasting a, a minute at the last boss alone, jumping off the fucking bird thing and doing all that. But yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry, look. man, I'll talk I'll talk forever about DuckTales. It'll get it'll get ridiculous. Alright, well we're we'll do that, but we're gonna listen to some more music, alright? Okay. So I got a cool one here from the Sloth. And it's a picture of a sloth. So you know how we all love sloths. I don't know. Anyway, let's listen to this. This is uh, from The Lost Civilization by The Sloth, and this is the track Alkmar.
And that was The Sloth with Alkmaar from the album The Lost Civilization. And we are back with my favorite game. And today I'm chatting with Street Cleaner, musical artist and uh, video game maker. Is that what you call yourself? Are you a video game maker? Hey, sure, why not? Who has just informed me that he almost had a speedrunning record in DuckTales, because today we're talking about uh, DuckTales NES 1989, later ported to the Game Boy in 1990 by Capcom, and, uh, or I should say Capcom made the game. They didn't just do the port, they made the game. Then uh, WayForward did one five, six years ago. Yeah, did you play that? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was cute. That was a little, uh, nice little homage. They did a thing that bugged me. What's that? We're talking about the uh, DuckTales remake, which was, it was good, but they did the same thing with Paper Mario on the Wii U. The Paper Mario on GameCube was like an awesome game. Like, it was like an RPG, but you sort of more interactive, and it was like really fun, and it had a lot of funny dialogue and stuff. And then when Paper Mario came out on Wii U, it was just a simple platformer, but then they sort of padded it out by filling it with dialogue. So it's like trying to make it feel like it was more substantial than it was. So you would literally do a very simple platforming section and then have to sit through fucking characters just talking. (laughs) And they did that in the DuckTales remake. Mario, you gotta help me. I ate a whole bottle of Viagra. No, that's all it is. (laughs) And it was like, dude, this is a simple platforming game. You can't keep... You know, it's like when you play Metal Gear and it's like you do two minutes of gameplay followed by like two hours of cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a point where, if you're into it the first time, fine. But then there's a point where, like, okay, like, what is the actual game here? And if it's, like, a platforming game, you can't be breaking up the action every two seconds to, like, mash X to, like, skip through dialogue. And I think with the DuckTales remake, they sort of did that, where they wanted to make it feel... Kind of add more flourishes like it was the cartoon. And so you kept bumping into characters and they kept talking to you. It was kind of kind of sweet, though, in the fact that, like, they got the original voice cast from the cartoon to come in, including... Alan Young's like final performance as Scrooge McDuck you know like don't get all so, sentimental on me you so, son you of know, a bitch I just watched the time machine and Alan Young was in it and I cried <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is, though, that, like, they did a good job in the remake, but then there was this other aspect of the story thing that I understood why they did it, but at the same time, I felt it also kind of broke up the action and sort of bogged it down a bit because it is essentially still just a platforming game. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that, honestly. And, you know, like, there is dialogue in the NES game, but it's, like, just quick little shit. And I jump over Huey, Dewey, and Louie and, and What's-Her-Name all the time just because, like, I don't give a fuck like i don't give a fuck about you like like just stay out of my way you know like (laughs) (laughs) now that i realize that it was made by some of the same team that worked on mega man because i never actually knew that oh yeah yeah totally i guess that sort of leads to like the 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 format of the game because it's sort of similar in the mega man way how you know you can choose what boss to fight first but there are certain orders that are maybe better to play the game in and that was one of those cool things about DuckTales, too, because, it, you know, you did get to choose what map you started on. And I would always play the moon because, I mean, I guess we might as well get it out of the way. The moon theme music is one of the greatest uh, video game level music of all time. Hell yeah. It's on the list, I think, for pretty much everybody when we when they talk about classic video game music. It's like, I don't think there's a single list in the world that does not include the fucking moon theme from DuckTales because it's a great fucking song.
something interesting. I didn't watch the new cartoon. I loved the old cartoon. Like, I, I, I love DuckTales. I didn't watch the reboot that they did in, like, 2017. Yeah, it's not too shabby. So then do you know this? Because I didn't watch it, so I only read about this now, that there's an episode where they go to the moon and they find the duck's mom, and she's, like, an adventurer, and... They have the song. They have the song. I didn't realize. So, yeah, like, and yeah. the whole episode is based around that song. Like, it's like a lullaby. And Yeah, we're we're in our 40s now, you and I. Our generation is now the producers on this shit, you know? So, like, just, like, imagine, like, when... When we were kids and we were watching like fucking Jetsons or whatever, like they were doing throwbacks that only those old farts would know. And so like nowadays, like our kids are watching modern DuckTales. They wouldn't know that joke. But you and me were like high five and like maniacs like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fucking moon fucking theme. <laughs> Woo! It was sort of a cute thing because I like how I'm talking about the new DuckTales show. It's like it's meta on a level where they're on the moon and they're playing the moon theme from the show. But then it's also like the mother's lullaby. And so they added music to it. And like, it's funny that that song was actually like not just there as an Easter egg, but it's actually like woven into the plot yeah. of the show. Like, so like, that's nice. You know, it, it seems like they thought about it, which is cute. Let me try something. I used to sing this old song to my boys before they hatched. Look to the stars, my darling baby boys. Life is strange and vast, filled with wonders and joys. Face each new sun with eyes clear and true. Unafraid of the unknown, because I'll face it always. I'm going to totally just give, give me one second to like, di- to like, like digress on something real quick. But, um, right before we started talking, an episode of the show Superstore was on TV. And the thing I think is funny about that is like, they obviously did not pony up money for music licensing. So all of the music in, in that show Superstore is all like really bad covers. And it's almost like bad covers on purpose, you know, like just to give the vibe of a shitty department store, you know, but in this particular episode, it was a wedding episode where two of the characters were getting married and they're walking down the aisle. And the big thing to do on TV now is for weddings is they'll play like a pop song, but like with violins, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. like they'll play like, you know, Mad World, but violins, you know, do, 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 or whatever. And they're getting married to that. But on this one, they were playing this melody. And for the life of me, I couldn't, I had to, I had to like fucking rewind it and watch it over and over again. It was fucking the dee da dee da dee da do. It was with violins and people are getting married. And I was like, this is the fucking radish joke that only like 17 fucking people are going to realize. This is so fucking awesome. The fucking, uh, was that the hamster dance, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. They were doing a hamster dance, but it was like a slowed down violin version of hamster dance that people are getting married to. Stupid. And I was like, fuck, this is fucking great. <laughs> this is so good. Just like getting the moon theme into the modern uh, DuckTales thing, though, you know, like, the demo- the key demographic that that show is pitched towards would never never pick that up but right. you know 
uh, mom and dad will. Well, listen, speaking of cool music, let's listen to some Street Cleaner, all right? Nice. Because you're here, so we might as well listen to some Street Cleaner. So I thought we would listen to a track from Edge. And this is a cool one, which you did with a special guest you can talk to me about after we listen to it. We're going to listen to Terror Influx, by the way. Oh, let me talk about it, yeah. And we'll do that, but first, uh, let's listen to it. This is Terror Influx by Street Cleaner featuring Aubrey Hodges. And that was Street Cleaner with the track Terror Influx featuring Aubrey Hodges. And I'm here with Street Cleaner today on uh, my favorite game. And we're talking about DuckTales because that's Jesse's favorite game. And we'll 
We'll get into more detail. You want to talk about that song real quick? Yeah, that song was a dream come true for me because being able to collaborate with one of my idols was amazing. So Quake came out on PC, right? And and they had the luxury of having uh, a CD. So when you're playing the game, all of the, I, I'd hate to call it music, but like all the sound beds and stuff like that were being played off of the CD as you're playing the game, right? So when they ported that to PlayStation or Saturn or whatever, there was no problem. They could just drag, you know, they could use the same music. But the problem with porting that Quake to Nintendo 64 was they didn't have the luxury of 600 megabytes of space to store music. So they had their in-house music guy who up until that point, you know, had worked on a whole bunch of Midway arcade games and stuff like that. He was responsible for making the music for Quake 64 and he didn't try to emulate Trent Reznor's soundtrack to the PC game. He was just like, well, I'm going to do my own thing. And he literally wrote an entirely new soundtrack to Quake that, in my opinion, is, and, and a lot of people are going to say this is, you know, heresy or whatever, but is far superior to the Trent Reznor soundtrack because it's got this, like, thick fucking, like, almost hip-hop mid-tempo through the game like not during the stages but in between stages it's just the most funky disturbing off key kind of sounding like just beats and he made all of the music just using existing samples that were already in the game because he couldn't add to the size of the game right so all the instruments were like item pickups all the drums were like damaged so it's just this weird funky you know stuff like I'm totally mouth beatboxing and it's amazing because it sounds so funky and I think he did five songs in total for the game and it's so good that he did uh, Doom 64 he did Quake 2 on Nintendo 64 and then branched out and did I believe Quake 3 on uh, Dreamcast uh, just like he was the the Midway guy so you know all the, the Midway Nintendo 64 and Dreamcast games like he was the in-house guy he did one of the Robotech games too he did uh, Final Doom on Playstation where he added the most batshit insane fucking techno music to it like Doom had the stupid you know the Bobby Prince stuff and I yes I will call the Bobby Prince Doom soundtrack shitty and like but that's my opinion but so when Final <laughs> Doom I'm, I, I'm on it when Final Doom came out on um, PlayStation fucking Aubrey Hodges just redid the whole soundtrack and some of those songs are some of the most gabber fucking hardcore just distorted bass drum just like really fast fucking you know we're talking like 200 BPM songs and I think when people think of like hyper Doom music before Doom 2016 they're thinking of the PlayStation Final Doom and that's all Aubrey Hodges so I had the pleasure of being able to meet him and talk to him and just basically pick his brain on how some of this music was made because Nintendo 64 music because I, I write music for video games and stuff and I you know will use Fami Tracker or depending on what the project is you know but the Nintendo 64 is just one of those weird things and so I got to pick his brain about it and I wrote a little song in the style of Aubrey Hodge's Quake 64 thing 
And I sent it to him. And I was like, hey, what do you think about this? And he's like, hey, I think we should just blow this up. We should just blow it up into a full song, you know? And I was like, wait, are you saying we? Like you and me? Is this the thing that we're doing now, you know? (laughs) And so, yeah, it was great. It was like the most badass collaboration because, you know, I'm sending him some stuff. He's sending me back some stems. We're sending stuff back and forth. Then one day out of nowhere, he just lays guitar down over the entire track. He comes up with this idea where he wants to put like this trap breakdown in the middle. I'm like, fuck yes, no, yes. Every idea is is on the table. This is this is amazing. Being able to basically write the lost Quake 64 song, you know, uh, was so rad. But it, that's why the the song kind of starts off one way and then just has that dive early on and, and just changes shape because it's like that whole like evolution of the sound, starting with the Nintendo 64 sound fonts and just going into the wow and coming in full force. <laughs> but yeah, all right, all right, then I'll, I'll stop talking. <laughs> no, it's good, it's good. It's uh again, I don't have like encyclopedic knowledge of a lot of things, so like I'm I'm passionate about the things I know, but then there's I have uh, blind spots to lots of stuff as well because I, I don't think I was aware of Aubrey Hodges, but now that you say that it's funny because i remember it was a big deal that trent reznor did the soundtrack to quake yeah but i was never really a quake guy so i played it but then i played it recently as well just because i have xbox game pass so i'm like oh fuck it i'll throw on quake yeah they they own it now <laughs> it's good music but it's since it's kind of very spooky and atmospheric it's sort of like a downer a bit like i'm i'm sort of a classic guy where i like kind of video game music with like melodies and kind of cool well, beats that's the thing. and things if you, and if you're yeah. playing quake on on game pass there's literally in the options you could switch it over to the aubrey hodges soundtrack ah okay i'll try that Yeah, so it's in there it's i think there's an option in there and i i know it exists because i i mean i did it on my xbox but like yeah so you could switch over to the aubrey hodges version as well so they're both soundtracks are in that same game all right that's good to know now that video game music has gotten so good and that people are using these big like sound libraries of strings and orchestras and shit but then everything just sounds like it's got like a cinematic score but it's not memorable yeah it sounds like a like a marvel movie like can you hum the theme to a marvel movie no you know like no you can't can you hum the theme to batman fuck yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) can you hum the theme to robocop hell yes like everybody should be able to and i still think during like the n64 era like there was still sort of iconic game music coming out but the stuff that gripped me i forget the artist's name i reached out to him but he didn't get back to me who did the music for turok 2 okay turok 2 dude there's one song called the port of adia which is like the first level And it is the most fucking epic, awesome, like, orchestral... It's a fucking wicked song. And, uh... Why am I... Look, listen. We gotta... (laughs) This show's about DuckTales. Um, we're going to listen to some more music, and then we'll keep chatting, okay? So I got uh, I got a cool one here from an artist called Jokerhead. This is a, a track called Retrospect. Retrospect. 
And that was Joker Head with the track Retrospect. And we're back here on My Favorite Game. We're chatting with Street Cleaner about uh, his love for DuckTales, although we took a little tangent there to talk about Quake. But that's cool that you got to work with uh, Aubrey Hodges. That's a... I like I like little stories like that. It's one of those few times where the internet is good, you know, where people get to like team up with <laughs> few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like few times because there is a few of those stories in the synthwave scene, you know, where someone like reaches out to like, hey, this was like you know like a trance producer I used to listen to in like the mid two thousands, and we did a song together or whatever. I'm like, that's cool. Like I like stories yeah. like that. Uh, you know, there and there's always stories where like there's somebody you looked up to and you. You reached out to them just to find out they're an insufferable douche, you know, and it's just like, it sucks because hey, I can't listen to your music anymore because now I know you're such a fucking douche. <laughs> like, but I can listen to it when I douche. That's the important thing. <laughs> when I douche, yeah. Well, listen, let's talk more about fucking DuckTales here. So we got that the game came out and it was a fucking hit. You know, it was actually Capcom's top selling game. I read that trivia that... On both the NES and the Game Boy, DuckTales was the game that Capcom sold the most copies of. Wow. 1.67 million on the NES. Holy shit. And 1.43 million on the Game Boy, which is pretty cool. So what would you say then? Because obviously everybody talks about the moon, but do you have like some weird surprise answer where you're like, actually, my favorite song is the Himalayas or whatever. Are you one of those people? That's the thing, man. It's like, oops, all bangers. You know, like... (laughs) (laughs) They, they accidentally wrote fucking phenomenal music for, for every single bit. And what's kind of neat, though, is also, like, even, like, a lot of those licensed games, like, they'll license the likeness of characters. You know, famously, like, the Flintstones games have the most, like, uncanny valley versions of the Flintstone themes and stuff. But no, Capcom, like, I don't I don't know how that all worked out with Disney, but they actually did the, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, even that's legit. The whole soundtrack's great. little song that gets played while you're at the uh, the menu. Yeah, it was such well-crafted and well-thought-out. They, they really fucking killed it. Uh, yeah, they do capture the vibe of the show, which is cool, because that was always something that sort of disappointed me, you know, like, where you'd get the NES game, and then, like, you're playing Batman, but at no point does it play Batman. It just plays this weird <laughs> techno music that's like, this doesn't quite capture the vibe of Batman. Yeah. Or even worse, like, you get, you get, like, a Batman game, right? Well, first of all, I want to say Sunsoft Batman's one of the greatest games of all time. <laughs> like, it's one of the... I love it so much, like, I, we literally base Street Cleaner, the video game, off of it. But it's always funny when you're, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna play this Batman game, and like, alright, cool, this is Michael Keaton Batman era, alright, this is Dark Batman, and the music's like... Like, 
like uh, the uh, Back to the Future game. Like that music is just what? What? What are you thinking? What is that? Like, isn't it so like did- the Back to the Future game? Isn't the music in that game like insufferable? Like yeah, because I would go back and like because I always say this right, like oh I'm so nostalgic for like the the old days of cool chip tune fucking game soundtracks, and so I download quite a few. There's this website called Zofar's Domain, which is awesome because they just hey, they've been around since fucking nineties, man. Yeah, man, I love that site because every time I go there, it's just like neatly packaged zip folders of you know mp3 ready fucking uh, songs are all labeled and everything it's great but yeah so one time sometimes i'll go on a tear where i'll just download a bunch of games i never even played just to hear the soundtracks and like some of them are fucking horrible like it's like <laughs> literally it's like weird circus music that's meant to drive you insane there are some examples though of some where like the, the music doesn't match the mood at all but it's awesome and that is predator <laughs> if you ever played predator Predator has the most ridiculous music, but some of it is fucking awesome. Yeah. No, no, I'm in the dark on that one. I'll play a sample here from Predator because there's this one song. It's like one of my favorite video game pieces of all time of this era, and it is amazing. And it just, this song just goes places. Like, at the same time, the game has so little to do with Predator. You know, like, in that era where the last boss is always a giant floating head, no matter what the <laughs> fucking game is, you know? It's, like the, it's one of those yes. games. Yes! Dude, that's what we did with Street Cleaner, the video game. <laughs> the final boss is just a big floating head! <laughs> Oh, but that's perfect. You. Yeah. You know, even just like looking at screenshots of the Street Cleaner game, I mean like, you know, you you know, when you when you say this thing's a love letter, it really is because like Oh, it, it really is. Oh yeah, for, for like every trope and every every everything, every stupid thing about those old fucking <laughs> NES games like, well, nope, we're doing it. Final boss is going to be a big floating head. Yep. <laughs> we're doing it. You guys didn't do flickering sprites, did you? No, we we did some quality of life stuff, so we kept the pixel density the same as it would be on like Batman or or Shatterhand or anything like that. The sprite sizes are all exactly what the constraints would would have been. We did we kept all that and we but we did do, you know, the 16 by by nine aspect ratio so uh we did fill it out all the way instead of doing the four by three mm-hmm. and then there are other things like just quality of life stuff like so yeah there's no flickering there's no sprite slowdown you know and that could have been added artificially because i mean it is on a lot of emulated stuff too but now nah, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that then there's 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 other things too like checkpoints and stuff that you'll be hard pressed to find a whole lot of games with checkpoints on the NES. There's so many aspects of like classic games that I do like, but I will say, and I get that this is cheating, but I do like playing old games on emulators where I can fucking rewind time and like do save states and stuff because I just don't have the patience anymore to get good 
at things. Dude. And so there's some old games that I'm actually just playing again. It, I find it so nice that I'm playing at the boss, I get there, and then, you know, they start off with some fucking cheap move, and I'm like, fuck you, rewind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why, why should yeah. I have to play this whole map again? Like, come on, I got shit exactly. to do. Exactly. I played so many emulators and they always had F5 and F6 as like save and load, you mm-hmm. know, save states. And so I just got in the habit of just, as I'm playing, just reaching up and tapping F5 real quick. So every time I get to a part that looks like it's going to be dicey, just tap tap F5 real quick, you know, and then like, oh, okay, well, shit. Yeah, I died, hit F6 and I'll respawn where I, where I did save state. And then uh, one day I was with a buddy of mine. And I couldn't find out where my part, where I parked my car. I was in like downtown Los Angeles. So we're kind of like walking a few blocks and we decided to take the shortcut through like this dark seedy alleyway. And my, my arm literally went up and ghost pushed F5 by like, <laughs> my muscle memory alone. Just in case I get stabbed here. Exactly, dude. So like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I just, my arm went up and I like, I was like, I was like, oh shit, did I totally just do save state? Like, <laughs> that's how I know too, when a boss is really cheap. Cause I played Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo and I got to Penguin and I was literally doing save states and it it still took me like a fucking hour because he was such a cheap fucking boss that I would like save and then I'd get like one hit in but then like no matter how you hit him he would always still fucking hit you with some other stupid move and so I'd go rewind fucking save again and like I was like saving after every hit and then it would it was infuriating and I was just like this is the cheapest fucking boss (laughs) but the characters were so big in that game so I liked it because like the big sprites anyways listen look we got sidetracked again and now we gotta listen to some more music (laughs) I should uh, just rename every Beyond Synth show to Tangents because uh yeah anyway look i got a cool track here from nefas and uh, i was like hey that name sounds familiar and that's because nefas was a patreon supporter in the past and i remember saying that name so i messaged him and i was like are you the same nefas who used to support the show and uh, it's the same guy so that was uh, exciting anyways uh let's give it a listen this is nefas with disposable shell
And that was Disposable Shell by Nefas. And this is my favorite game. And I've been chatting with Jesse, a.k.a. Street Cleaner. And uh, this show was supposed to be about DuckTales, but... <laughs> anyway, look, uh, I guess it was kind of about DuckTales. Did you ever play DuckTales 2? No, um, not until I got the Disney uh, Afternoon Collection thing that came out recently. So, I mean, I did play it, but like a year ago on hmm. PlayStation. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't love it. I don't have the nostalgia for it. I think by the time that game came out, I had like already moved on to Genesis or something, you know. It's weird because I've never played DuckTales 2 either. Is it just the same game with different levels? It's definitely a lot more assets. It's got like an overworld map and stuff to it too, where you like fly launch pads, playing around and land in different areas. Okay. But I mean, it does kind of feel like an asset flip in a way. But uh, fuck, man, if you can get your hands on a copy, it goes for a lot of money for sure. If you're at a yard sale and you see DuckTales 2, you could be like, shit, that's a cool 2 hundo right there. Ah, man, I've said this many times, but I feel like the age of finding cool things at yard sales is over because everybody knows the value of certain things now. Here's the thing. You have to change what your parameter of what cool things are. So <laughs> I, oh, I'm serious, man. So I go to, I do, I go to thrift stores. I go to swap meets. I go to yard sales. I go to estate sales every weekend. And you just got to like re- reorganize. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to reorganize what your priorities are. So like, I like buying homemade CDs. Like that's my thing. I like buying CDs of like some guy and his dad, like making an album for their family's Christmas reunion or something, you know, like, like that's my cool <laughs> thing now. And I find tons of, them. I got stacks of CDs of just like, you know, like some kid in like 2003 wants to be a rapper. So he throws on sunglasses. His mom takes a picture of him and he's got like three MP3s on the CD of him going like, I'm a ripping and a rapping on a Saturday night. Like <laughs> that's the raddest shit. And you can find that everywhere. So like, if you reorganize what your parameters of cool shit is, you're going to find it. That is pretty funny, actually. Whenever I see just some loose CD, I'm always just hoping there's porn on it. <laughs> no, I will not. I will not buy a loose CDR because I will not take that gamble that there's not something that is like federally wrong on that disc. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then that so wouldn't like, be your fault. Like if I, I brought don't it care. back and I'm it's like, oh shit, I'm my a- house at that point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I because I'm gonna report it, and then now I'm gonna be associated with a thing as far as the federal government's concerned. That's true. You know? I, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, no, I was I was actually thinking about this exact thing the other day because like there is something because fu- at one point I thought um, a cool marketing technique would be to like leave like mix CDs around the city and like USB sticks and stuff because people would want to put them in, but then when they put them in it would just be like an episode of Beyond Synth and a Synthwave yeah. playlist or something. <laughs> My name's Andy and I'm here to say Beyond Synth in a major way. Yeah, I thought like this would be some weird viral marketing, you know, like or like make a whole bunch of t-shirts for your brand but then just give them to the uh, thrift store. Yeah. So that when people are like flipping through they find like a nice shirt and it's got the logo on it and so people wear it around without realizing they're advertising. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, but strange people aren't going to put discs in the machine that they find on the floor, but I'm like, but I would, but then like <laughs> but then what would happen if it was like some fucking illegal shit because then I'm like ah crap if I go to the police station go like I found this disc like oh you found it huh I'm like oh you found come it come on did man you? like huh? it's you know yeah. so I next guess- thing you know you're gonna be trying to get custody of your kids back you know like <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You know, you know what it is. 
I'm a child of the 80s, so the idea of finding porn in the woods or something still has the quality of, like, innocent fun. It's an experience people had, you know? Like, oh, behind this shack, there's, like, some old penthouse magazines or something, but I get that this is now, like, an antiquated experience that, like, the internet has ruined. Well, I did find porn, but it was on a camera, so I had gotten a camera at a thrift store, right? A digital camera. Nice. And so I'm like... Yeah, so I'm like, cool, the battery still holds holds a charge. I pull it up, and it's straight up. It was used for a dude taking lewds. That same thing happened to me, but it was a moment of extreme stress in my life. So I was going on a trip with my dad. This would be in, like, 97 or 98 or something. We're at the airport, and it's just me and him. Yeah, this one was in high school, so I, I had seen a digital camera before because the school bought one. This was, like, when it was a novel thing, you know? Like, the pictures oh, yeah, were probably, probably, like, fucking... Yeah, floppy disk in it yeah, instead like, of a memory Yeah, 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 you would. You'd put a disk in the side and... Yeah. Uh, you probably get like a fucking one megapixel image or something. And this lady was showing my dad like she had a digital camera. And it was the same model as the one that I had at my school. And she's like, like, oh, this is cool. And then she's like, oh, you want to look at it? I'm like, yeah, sure. And since I already knew what this camera was, I immediately went to the fucking library of images. Yeah. Right in front of her. But she doesn't see what I see because she was sitting across talking to my dad. So I'm just kind of playing with her camera. First image is probably her boyfriend or husband just took a picture of this fucking big red boner and it's like the first nice. fucking picture okay <laughs> and all of a sudden i'm panicking because i'm forgetting how to get it off the screen and i'm like i can't hand the phone i can't hand this fucking camera back to her because there's a fucking picture of a dick on it like then she'll know oh. that i saw it so then i start fucking panicking oh shit oh shit uh, uh uh back and like trying to fucking close the image library and it was like super stressful like i can i can picture it now as like a movie scene with like intense music playing but that guy that memory card that i found like i destroyed that shit because like i was thinking like man that was somebody's uncle you know that was somebody's dad or grandpa i would hate for that to like get out and like perpetuate and become like a meme well you're an honorable man jesse you did uh, <laughs> you did the right thing that is the right thing to do <laughs> what a- <laughs> sorry this is the, oh, this is a strange yeah. tangent hey, what is- were we talking about batman on super nes <laughs> <laughs> well, we're supposed to be talking about ducktales but anyways oh, listen, shit, that's right let's listen to one more track and then we'll fucking uh we'll wrap up <laughs> that was i don't know what this last thing was um let's listen to another street cleaner track from the album edge this is a cool album and uh, people should go check it out i want to listen to the track control and then we'll be uh we'll be right back this is control by street cleaner
right, and that was Control by Street Cleaner. And I've been talking to Street Cleaner on my favorite game, talking about DuckTales and porn, I guess. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. That was me. I did that. <laughs> you uh, steer conversations very, very gently to where you almost made me think I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um. DuckTales. DuckTales is fucking badass. It's so great because it has, for as a kid when you're playing it, so I love the TV show. I've It holds up, too, if, if you ever get a chance to watch it. It really holds up. The downside of it is it's on Disney+, Plus, so they crop out the top and bottom to make it full screen for some fucking reason, which is stupid. I bought the DVDs when they came out. Same here. I got them at Costco. Because <laughs> I wasn't really a Disney kid, but... I really liked Gummy Bears, and oh, I liked yeah. DuckTales. Oh, here and there and everywhere. Yeah, it's a great song. High adventure that's beyond compare. The song is great, and the DuckTales song is great, too, and I love that the dude fucking gives it, the, the singer of those songs. Oh, he fucking sends that shit so hard. There's, like, a full version, too, that has, like, two whole additional verses in it. <laughs> it's kind of like the Fresh Prince, where, like, people don't realize the first episode had a longer version of the song that explains how he got from Philadelphia to L.A. It wasn't in a cab, oh. you know? <laughs> like same thing with DuckTales like there's there's more to it the, the foreign language versions are great too if you ever listen to the song in Finnish it's really amazing <laughs> yeah now, I'm not making that up but like if you look up DuckTales theme song Finland like you, you'll, you're in for a treat because that guy fucking wails he just goes hard oh nice yeah Valtimesta hurin on Anka Linna aina täynnä säpinä on Yeah, the DuckTales theme is great, but the DVD releases were a little weird because the episodes weren't exactly in order. Like, the episodes were sort of, like, rearranged over the, I think it was, like, three DVD sets. Really? But then again, like, these old cartoons sort of, like, they were meant to be just watched in any order. I mean, except for a few five-part story arcs. I think there was, like, three of those in DuckTales. Yeah, I think their whole the whole idea for DuckTales right out the gate was to make syndication numbers, you know, was to, like, get enough units so that they could do syndication you know so they may have had like the whole entire thing planned out before production even started yeah yeah oh yeah you're right yeah yeah but again like uh to your point the reframing of the picture from full screen to widescreen like that is just stupid like you're just losing part of the image like i mentioned this a while ago but they did that to baywatch like change it to widescreen oh yeah and it yeah fundamentally changed the show yeah because yeah. they cropped out all of the cleavage <laughs> And, like, it's a lot of weird close-ups of people. So, like, every time just people... Just navels the whole time. Just belly buttons. Yeah, because when you film a show in 4x3 and the shot is just someone's head, like, their shoulders and their head talking, yeah. and then you make it widescreen, all of a sudden, like, every time someone talks, it's, like, a kind of unnatural close-up. Yeah. Where it's, like, their eyebrows down to, like, their chin, and, like, it's just a weird way to frame a shot. Yeah, like, I was explaining to my kids, like, if you watch some older... Like, MASH. MASH is a good example. If you watch MASH... Mash, you'll notice that like a good half to like 75% of the show is just close-ups of faces. And my kids were like, 
they you know I, we're like hey why why are you watching the show it's just big faces because i've been 85 inch tv and so seeing fucking <laughs> you know <laughs> seeing trapper john's face all blown up huge on my fucking mantle you know like my kids are like, what the hell's going on? And I had to explain to them, like, well, the average TV was about 21 to 27 inches. So they, you know, like, and I just like t- started talking about framing and blocking for TV and how it didn't really carry over. But Hulu went ahead and cropped that show too. So you literally just get to see bottom lip to eyebrow. And it's just ridiculous. <laughs> At least with Simpsons, they did eventually offer the four by three. Yeah. But you have to select it. They fundamentally changed that show by doing that. I mean, there's there's lots of visual gags that they literally erased by yes. stretching it out or, you know, doing that, that thing to it. But, I mean, I have seasons one through ten on DVD. And that's all you need. Exactly. I mean, and they can't they can't retcon episodes out of my cupboard, so no. I'm good. Because I remember they actually made some edits. Because, like, I, there were some specific jokes that I always loved that when I watched the widescreen one, they took out. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. They didn't do it very often, but they took took out a Woody Allen joke and oh, uh, oh the Soon Yi joke no uh, it was the McBain let's get silly when he's doing the stand up you know where McBain's in front of the brick wall just doing horrible jokes like you yeah. ever wonder why men always leave the toilet seat up that's, that's the, the joke. joke yeah <laughs> and then and then one of them was it was my Woody Allen impression. <laughs> I'm a neurotic nerd who likes to sleep with little girls. <laughs> and then, like, and then just, <laughs> you suck, McBain. <laughs> you suck, McBain. <laughs> but in the widescreen oh, one, they God. took that joke out. Yeah. But then when I watched it in 4 by 3 the joke was still there. So I think wow. when they went through to do whatever content moderation they did, when they when they put them on uh, Disney, they didn't apply that same content moderation to the 4 by 3 versions. One of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons of all time was where Homer's uh, wears a pink shirt to work. And then, like... They think he's crazy, so they have him, you know, instituted, and he meets Michael Jackson, and yeah, and then Mike, Michael Jackson ends up, you know, you know, I, I forgot what his name is, you know, no, my name's Steve, I'm from Brooklyn, yeah. you know, and, Lisa, and that kind of it's thing. your birthday, happy birthday, Lisa, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, and and I just remember loving that episode so much, and and Michael Jackson's name is nowhere on that episode either, like, no, but then once it came out recently that no, that actually is Michael Jackson, all of a sudden, like, oh. Oh, no, well, we, we can't have this. I mean, I understand. I'm not going to get into the argument of why they re- removed it, but it just, I'm, it's like this, this special thing that I got to experience as like a nine year old kid that I, I fell in love with this episode of the show and it means something to me. And like now it's like, what, you're saying that I can't have it? Like, well, they're doing the same with um, Sonic 3 music. Yeah, they did. That's fucking stupid and that one's silly because the more i read into it that was brad brad buckster yeah it was yeah it wasn't even michael jackson and the thing was my favorite song i i heard another verse so there was the it was like ice level or something ice cap zone yeah the fucking yeah the jet zones right yeah jet zones was the name of the band that wrote that song The 
the fun things uh, about researching like old video game music is finding out like the source material when you go like oh I love the music from like Streets of Rage and then you find out they just fucking ripped off like some like, yeah. these <laughs> it's just black box everybody everybody or yeah. it's just uh or what was the big one shaman literally they just lifted a shaman song yeah. like directly note for note it's pretty I'm awesome into it, though it's good but yeah. uh anyway look listen hey we gotta go we we just uh, recorded for double the amount of time i wanted to so <laughs> sorry it was a uh, fun chatting about ducktales <laughs> that's what we yeah, did we, today we talk- yeah we talked about ducktales didn't we and of course you are a street cleaner so what should uh, people do obviously there's the first street cleaner game you can still uh, pick up right on the nintendo yeah it's on nintendo switch and it's on steam for pc users and then uh we're working on the uh, untitled sequel to street cleaner the video game right now uh that's well underway it's like much more ambitious than the first game for sure other than that i mean we just did a reprint of annihilation with epr on vinyl so there's two colors of that it's still available right now i mean that's one of the greatest feelings in the world is to have a big run of records run out and and you know warrant a reprint so uh there's two colors available on that also edge there's two available uh two colors on variants of that through epr as well that one's really cool because i mean you just heard two songs from edge on this podcast like the uh the cover to that vinyl is like that uh silver you know foil underlay the artwork was just made for for vinyl for for just like you'd have to see it you'd have to hold it and like i think getting video or pictures really doesn't do it justice it's one of those things where if you you hold it in person you see it it's pretty badass and yeah i made the music on there too um (laughs) other than that so yeah you know i got uh records on epr uh i've got uh, i'm always working on stuff so you know follow me on the instagram street cleaner 82 yeah those are my plugs awesome well that's all very exciting stuff so you have a lovely day and it was nice catching up with you thank you and then we'll of course look forward to street cleaner 2 untitled street cleaner game that sounds like a lot of fun and uh of course people uh ducktales right ducktales was a cool game yes. <laughs> sorry I, I don't i don't i don't <laughs> This is the first time I'm doing this sort of my favorite game, so I don't know how I wrap it up. I'm really looking forward to, like, more episodes of my favorite game. Well, if I can't get any guests, it'll just be me talking about Ocarina of Time and Goldeneye. Hey, I, 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 I... I can talk about some Ocarina. Well, (laughs) it's a great game, but we'll save that for next time. So uh, everyone be cool. This has been my favorite game. And uh, tune in next time uh, to Beyond Synth Radio, where everything is cool and you're cool for listening. And uh, have a lovely day. All right. Yeah, we did it. Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening.